Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. So they were all like, yes, when they heard Justin doing a welcome to them in French. So that was really, really nice. So we just thought we'd let you have a little look at that. Um, if you weren't here last week, everybody, I did a message called, actually, it's probably for parents on school holidays. I forgot about that, but we could make it a, a, a message for the school holidays. God is with you in the meltdown. <laughs> It's for parents after two weeks of school holidays. Anyway, but uh, can I encourage you? I got some really good feedback about that. So you might want to check that out in the podcast, but it'll really help you when you, anybody ever had a meltdown in their life? You're just praying for me, poor Pastor Jared. He and his meltdowns, none of us. Okay, so it will help you actually when you have those times where you're like, what am I gonna do? How does God cope when I'm not doing well? And it'll help you to realise that the God that we serve is a God of great understanding. So check that out, that'll be helpful in Jesus' Name. And then today, I am gonna read to you now from Ephesians chapter one. And I wanna encourage you, just open your heart. Because this, uh, this passage in the Scripture in the book of Ephesians, by the way, written by Paul about AD 60 to 62. Most Bible theologians tell us that he, it would appear that he has written this, uh, the letters of Ephesians, he has written from a prison cell in Rome, which I have been in that cell with Sue. And uh, Penelope was in the last service, has been there. Anybody been in Paul's prison cell in Rome? Let me see. Anybody at all? All right, no. Penelope had, okay, no one in the service. So, so as soon as I were in the cell, I can't imagine being in there for like 10 minutes. Like, and he actually wrote uh, quite a bit of the New Testament from that prison cell, but particularly the book of Ephesians. So everybody, what I'm gonna read to you when you think this is from Paul, who's he's old, and he's writing this from a dark, small prison cell. It's actually unbelievable. So Galatians really is about, the book of Galatians he wrote, that's really instructions to the church to deal with legalism. And uh, the church got into challenges and, and, uh, and Paul's writing to the Galatians saying, hey, listen, Jesus came to set you free. He hasn't come to put more religious bondage on you. If you've come from a religious bondage background, can I encourage you, check it at the door. <laughs> what does that mean? Give it to God because God is not religious and He does not want you to be in religious bondage. So, but Ephesians, Paul wrote it really, it's for us to be fully aware of the supernatural calling that you have. Number one, that God supernaturally saved you if you're born again. It was a supernatural deal. What Christ has done for us and all of its benefits. So that's really what Ephesians is about. And, uh, and then if you like, Ephesians 4 then goes on and says, hang on, Christ has done all this. Now walk worthy of that calling. That's huge. Let me just say that statement again. Now walk worthy of that calling. And that's what we are, uh, we are called to do. So let me read Ephesians to you. Receive it into your spirit. It's so powerful. So imagine Paul is old. He's in prison for Christ, for his faith. And he writes this to the Ephesians church. And he's writing it to us at Global Heart Church today. He says, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep and personal 
intimate insight into the true knowledge of Him. That's what the Amplified Bible says. In the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. What is that? Flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. Come on, God wants to flood you, your spiritual understanding being enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. That you may know the hope of His calling. One of the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe. According, not to you and me, but according to the working of His mighty power. Oh my goodness. I'll just be slain on the platform. How powerful is God's Word? God wants to illuminate your life, everybody. And Paul's praying that you will have, that God will give you this amazing spirit of wisdom and revelation that He will illuminate you deeply and personally. And I've entitled my message, Intimate Insight. God wants to give you intimate insight. God wants you to see Him and He wants you to hear from Him and He wants to see you, uh, He wants you to see Him clearly and He wants you to understand firstly your salvation. Everybody, can I just say this again so you get this right. If you're being casual as a Christian right now, remember Christian casual, casual Christians become Christian casualties. All the casual Christians who think nothing's going wrong, they're fine. Yeah, you're fine, but your grandchildren are now dealing with a drug addiction. Their marriage busted, but it started with you, granddad, grandma. All of us are impacting everybody around us, particularly your children and grandchildren. And, but you need to realise, listen, the fact that you're in church today is a supernatural calling, a supernatural planting. Everybody, you need to get that. You need to get that you're not here because the tennis wasn't on today. <laughs> you know, the basketball wasn't happening. So you thought, oh, I'll do the church thing. If that's where you're at, you have missed the whole point. The whole point is being missed. The point that I am here in church now for 40 years, 41, is because God supernaturally touched my life at the end of my teen years. Supernaturally. And so it changed it. I couldn't, there's so many things in the world that people hanker after, I couldn't care less about. The club was gone overnight, basically. I was like, oh my gosh, done that. And so many things that so many people hold up as, oh my gosh, that's it. I just find them so incredibly boring. Because when God illuminates your heart and saves you and you genuinely open to Him, genuinely open to Him, hunger for Him, listen, God's gonna light you up on the inside. He's gonna light you up on the inside. He's gonna empower you and you're gonna begin to see things that you didn't see and didn't know. Literally, before I got saved, I now know I was in darkness. I was resisting Christianity for a long time. I moved from Sydney to Brisbane to get away from my mother and my brother who got saved because I just couldn't take them talking about Jesus and God's gonna save me and God's gonna use me. And I'm like, shut up, I don't even know what you're talking about. That's because I was in the dark. When you're in the dark, you can't see. And so right now we need to say, Lord, thank You. The odds were against You being here. The odds were against me being here in the natural, totally. I was like moving states to get away. Yet God came and got me. Yet God came and showed up. Some of us right now, the, the thing between you and God is your phone. 
And if you will say to God, help me to give you my phone, that has become Lord of our lives. We uh, honestly, we would find the Lord a whole lot easier if we were to ditch a whole lot of stuff that's connected to our phones. Have on your phone a Bible app and play that. That's what I do. Play my Bible app, plug it into the car. Bible app, go. Worship, go. But you have to be careful because it's trying to undo the very placement of God that He put you into His kingdom and saved you by His great power and His great might. The odds were against you, but here you are. But don't use it casually. I like my age right now. It's fun. 59 is good. You people need to get older. <laughs> it's, it's very cool. <laughs> Come on up. I'll tell you what's good about it is because when you've been sowing for a long time, you start reaping. Some of you guys are in the sowing ears, or you're meant to be. You need to sow right now. Sow your life into the Kingdom of God. Sow your life in a building in God's house, in your Kingdom purpose. Sow your life and then at this age, you get into some harvest. Not next week, but the following week, I will be skiing in Perisher, people, for four days. I know, be jealous. <laughs> but I have sown. <laughs> It's from my birthday with my brother. So you'll see some snow pics, you know, so I'll send you some. But, uh, but I'm, I'm having fun there in the natural. But, but you're meant to be having this harvest. Most people as they get older, got no harvest. They've just got bills, problem kids, problem grandkids, problem with their own life, pain everywhere. There's no harvest. They're just unhappy. Yet God's plan is that you be fulfilled. God, that's the big one with God. God wants you fulfilled. So Paul is saying, hey, I'm praying you get deep, intimate insight into the knowledge of Him and that your eyes are open, flooded with light, that you might know the hope of His calling. Everybody, you are meant to know the hope of His calling in this life now. And here's the hope of His calling that you are firstly in your kingdom purpose serving God's house. Then you're in your kingdom purpose out of God's house. I love it when people have nailed it. In God's house, I'm called to be in the worship team. Remember I had one of the guys tell me in church, Pastor, I don't know what my kingdom purpose is in the house. I'm in the worship team and I work with young adults. I serve them. Then during the week, I'm a nurse at Fiona Stanley and I know I'm in my calling outside the church. I know I'm in my calling inside the church. Paul is praying that your eyes will be open to the hope of the calling. If you're a Christian who went to church and just went to church, ducked out, and that church said that was good that you just turned up sometime and ducked out, listen, they ripped you off. They ripped you off. That is not the Bible. And you know, a lot of Christians love the conference. There's a time where you've got to move on from the conference. <laughs> the conference is meant to help you be equipped for your calling in the house and out of the house. <laughs> a lot of people fall in love with the conference God. I love the God at the conference where I don't do anything and I just float around in the anointing. But there's a point where you have to say, right, Paul's praying from a prison cell that I will understand the hope of the calling I have now in this life. And that God actually says, there is the, the riches of, of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. God's saying there is investment in you, talents, gifts, 
all kinds of things that as you walk in that calling, filled with hope, listen, God is actually inheriting, hello, the fruit that He will do through you. Oh my gosh, I love that. God says, I put things in you. There's a richness, there's an inheritance in my children that I'm actually gonna receive. So I've gotta go, Lord, help me to, Father, draw near to You to get intimate with You so that I can have my life and my heart flooded with Your light. You need light, everybody. You need to be flooded with the light and it comes from drawing near to God. But you're gonna have to close the door to some things to open the door to God. You're gonna close the door to some things. You know, if you're you're in a dark room, you gotta go and open the blind to let the light in. And uh, some of us need to close the door there and open the blind here. Get after the Lord, get your Bible app going, get your favourite worship songs around, get time, start to read about things in the Scripture. Begin to feed your spirit, man, so that your flesh doesn't control you in Jesus' Name. And I love it, the Bible says, you know, it's the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe. There's an exceeding greatness. God's power is mightily working in you when you are following Christ. How many of us would be now in a terrible place except for Jesus? But His power got you out of addiction. Some of you would be broke as broke can be, but now you're like, hmm, I got some money in the bank even now. God got you out of poverty. God got you out of mental illness. You know, you may not be all there the whole way along. By the way, can I just say to you, God doesn't say get over it. God says, hold my hand, I'll get you through it. Mental illness, emotional issues, broken issues. Many of us have had a whole lot of that and God never said, hey, just get over it. He said, no, take my hand, I'll walk you through. I'll keep walking with you over your life. And as you hold my hand tightly, I'll begin to give you intimate insight into me and into your calling. And as you go along over the years, you'll begin increasingly to be healed emotionally, mentally and spiritually. His mighty power is at work. How many of us would be, how many people would not be married now? You'd be that marriage would be gone, but God's mighty power kept you together kept the family together. How many people would have bailed from their family and then walked out the door and then God's mighty power worked in you and said, stay, (laughs) stay. God's at work. You know, God's teaching us too, it's what's going on the inside of us that's so important, everybody. What's happening on the inside? So many of us get caught up with what they're doing, she's doing, what happened there, what happened there, what's happening over here? And God's like, no, I'm talking about what's happening here. What's happening here? Everything with God is here. Everything with God. You wanna serve the Lord? God goes, why do you wanna serve the Lord? Like I'm talking about people who wanna be in ministry and leadership. What's your motive? Everything's here with God. God wants us to get healed here. Paul's actually play, praying that you and I come to a place of ongoing epiphany. I like that. Some of you are like, what the heck is that? Is that like a mango? No. <laughs> Now an epiphany is moments of sudden great revelation or realisation. Moments of sudden great revelation or realisation. God's heart and Paul is definitely praying that you will have ongoing epiphanies, realisations of, oh, this is who God is. 
This is why God's Word says that. I used to try and change God's Word all the time. I didn't agree with it when I first got saved. I didn't agree with that. Don't agree with that. <laughs> don't agree with that. I'd chop verses out. I didn't chop it out physically, but I don't like that. I don't like that chapter. I don't like that verse. I don't like this. And then one day God said to me, Jared, you need to humble yourself. And as I said, Lord, well, you better help me with that. I'm not good at that. Help me with that one. And God just said, what you don't get, put on the shelf of your heart, you know. I had this heart shelf inside. And I was like, well, I don't get that. I don't know why you say that. And I'm telling God all my opinion of 10 years of nothing. <laughs> so, and I put it, put it there. And as time went on, I realised that He's the God of outside of time. He's there before time, He's there after time. And God says things for reasons. They're always protective. And then as I went along, suddenly I go, is that why you say that, God? Is that why you say that, God? What was happening? An epiphany, sudden revelation, sudden realisation. As I drew near to God, God was showing me, listen, everybody, what's important in life? So many things that you think are important in your life right now. On your deathbed, you were like, I couldn't care less. Why did I even pay attention to that? Why did I even look at that? Why was I even thinking about that? On your deathbed, you won't care. You need to say, Lord, show me what's important now. So that when I'm at the end, I go, great. Lord, I knew You, I walked with You. I wanna know You even more in eternity. But Lord, I did what You wanted me to do. And guess what? That will be a great day for all of us when we go, wow, I did what was important. So many people are doing stuff in their lives that are just, don't even matter. Are you doing stuff in your life right now that doesn't even matter? Have you thought about that? Does this even matter what I'm doing? You need to do things that matter, everybody, because God saved you and you're called. A lot of people are chucking, they, they kind of do, their life is like a, a pot like soup. People just chuck stuff in. Their, their life is like, bit of that, chuck that in, chuck her in, chuck him in, chuck that in, chuck that in. I told the last service, my mum's in heaven now, so I can tell the story. But my mum's my mom's awesome. But she would do that when she cooked. She would be like, I'm gonna make my soup, I'm gonna make this, and she'd chuck food in, and, then she, and I'd be like, oh gosh, I don't know about that. Anyway, and she had this thing about chili con carne. Did you guys ever have it? Phil, how was it? N no. Phil and Maori know my mum, so I'm just wondering it, yeah. Anyway, so my mum said to me, I had the boys sitting around the fire at her property that she had, and she said, I'm gonna go and make chili con carne to go with the fire. And I was like, oh, please don't. <laughs> but Sue's there and I had the boys there with us and we're all around the fire. And my no, my mum's gone inside and she's finding all the leftovers and chucking this in and chucking that in. Anyway, when it came out, it was really like, it was like this strange, unusual soup. Anyway, so I'm trying to say, I said to the boys, Sean, Nathan and Jordan, I said, don't say anything, just do what you can do. And my mum went back in the house and then one at a time, Sean turns to me and he goes, Dad, this chilli con carne? I go, yeah, he goes, there's no chilli in this. And then, Sean, and then Nathan went, I can't taste any con either. <laughs> and then Jordan goes, there's definitely no carne in this either, Dad. So I went, what, no chilli, no con, no carne? They go, none of that's in there. <laughs> <laughs> My mum came back out, how are you going? Oh yes, we're, we're doing well. <laughs> Everybody, it's okay to get it wrong with soup. It's a whole other thing to get it wrong with your life. <laughs> you got 
you've got insightful people around you come along and go, what's in the pot of your life? What is this? And you're like, oh, it's awesome. I just threw it together over 30 years. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I got that. Everybody, you don't want to throw your life together over 30 years. I see people who I'm like, why is that person your friend? I met them on Facebook. I met them, I'm like, what? Do you know that who you walk with in life is absolutely, will impact all of your life? All of your life. I, I think, I'm loving to people. We need, we need to love people. But you need to be very careful who you walk with in your life. Otherwise, we're gonna get this thing that looks like chili con carne, but really is a lukewarm soup. Some of you should be hot chili. <laughs> Something's happening, there's a prophetic word coming here. But we're not getting hot, hot, we're getting this lukewarm thing that we're all like, hmm, what did you throw in the pot of your life? Good morning, everybody. You know, just think about that. Are you doing stuff that doesn't even matter? Are you doing it with people that you're not even meant to be with? You're meant to be having the God connections, the God relationships, the God friendships, the God husband, the God wife, the God new friend. That's God's plan. And half the time it's like, who's this? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, listen to this. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. I used to think like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Everybody, Paul is teaching us that there comes a time where you gotta become a man. You gotta become a woman. The culture that we live in right now is we, are, we, we turned away from God in a big way about 50, 60 years ago. And now the culture is so dysfunctional that we've got adults who just behave like three-year-olds now and people celebrate it. I see families with this three-year-olds running the house. Well, now we have three-year-olds emotionally running, running cities, running businesses, and it's all by feeling. Everybody, you need to feel feelings, but you definitely, if you're gonna mature, do not give feelings credibility or license in your life that if they're gonna keep you a child. I could be a child now from my background, be dysfunctional totally. But I had to say like, Paul, Lord, help me to put away childish things. Don't live by feelings, live by the Word of God. And that's why the culture now can't deal with the light of God's Word. They're like, oh no, it's too glary, the light of God's Word. We wanna be three-year-olds. Now people don't know what, what they are, who they are. People, people now don't even know what species they are. <laughs> You see some people, they're another species, right? Okay, wow. No, it's called dysfunction. It's called now my feelings and my brokenness is now consuming me and anything's coming. Everybody, we could be doing childish things while praying adult prayers. You could be a Christian doing childish things and praying adult prayers. Lord, use me, Lord, do this, Lord, do that. And the Lord's saying, I'd love to, I want to, but you need to give me the childish things. You need to give me that thing that I'm putting light on. How do you know what God's asking you to give? Ask the Lord to show you, Lord, what do I need to give to you? God doesn't say do anything. He doesn't say do this, do that, do that, the other. No, 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 God, that was me when I went to uh, confession in the Catholic Church. <laughs> Anybody ex-Catholics? Was all the ex used to be a Catholic? 
I had the longest penances you could ever get. I'd start listening up on my sins, the prayers that they would have. I had 14 prayers, Hail Mary. I said, does everybody get this much penance, Father? And he said, not usually as, quite as much as this. There was so much I had to do to repent through my prayers for my sins. Right? Here's the good news. Repent to God whenever God convicts you. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. But the Holy Spirit just touches on things and He'll say, hey, listen, you need to give me now that relationship. That's not of me. Give that to me. You need to give me your addiction to social media. Can you give me that? And can you cut that, flick that, flick that? Put your Bible up there, put your worship there. God will say to me sometimes, hey, that anger is not gonna get you to your destiny. Jared, I need you to give me the anger. Lord, I don't wanna give you the anger. The Lord's good with that. He like he's got big shoulders. I'm like I'm not feeling like giving you that, Lord. And He says, "Then ask me to help you with it." And I go, "Lord, can you help me with that anger, Lord?" And He's like, oh, "Absolutely." And then I say, "Help me with that." And I've done that not now, but years ago. And the Lord graced me to give my anger and disappointment to Him. Everybody, when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and lighting it up, all He's looking for you to do is respond and say, "Lord, I give you that." I give you my jealousy. I'm jealous of somebody. It's got hold of me, Lord. It's, oh, it's eating me away. Ask the Lord to help you. Sometimes you're like like me. I didn't want to give God anger. No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> and the Lord's like, no, I need you to give it to me. So then I, He'd say, I'll help you. I'd say, okay, Lord, help me. Give it to God. Everybody, guess what? You start leaving childhood, start losing, leaving immaturity. You start losing childish ways and suddenly you go, oh my gosh, I'm becoming a man. You're suddenly becoming a woman. You're becoming somebody, you know, who's not immature and out of control. You're now somebody who's moving forward into the great purpose and plan of God. Everybody, you're valuable. You're important to God. God's got a great plan for you. He loves you. He wants you to spend time with Him because He wants to give you intimate insight into who He is, how much He loves you, and into the great plan that He has for you. God's got a great plan. He's got a great plan for you. He's got a great purpose for you. Come on, and it's all by His mighty power in Jesus' Name. Can you stand up and we're going to just sing together, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.